between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. tonight for your mercy. Thank you. Lord, we obtain your mercy. Thank you for the mercy for tonight. We find it, we seek it, we look for it, we desire that mercy. Help us, help us. We ask for help, we ask for help. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we ask God for, for further unveiling of your truth. The further unveiling, Lord, in our hearts. Thank you. Thank you for the, the spirit. Thank you for the presence. Thank you for your, the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth. Who is taking of of your son and revealing them as he has said, as he has promised. Father, we thank you for, 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 for light, 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 uh, light and light, 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 to lighten it, light, light, eyes, to mesh the eye, kylant eye, light, 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 to make light, stimula kylant of shining, 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 shining. Tasiando fonakasto, cause this light to shine. Heaven, 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 may heaven, may heaven cause this, cause this light to shine. May heaven cause this light to shine. This light, this light. As we, as we approach, as we approach the perfect light. We approach the perfect light. As we approach the perfect light, as we approach the perfect light, the perfect light, we approach it. We approach him. We approach him. We approach him. As we approach him, as we approach him, 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 him who is the light, even the perfect light, as we approach Shamarasha, shine, shine. Shine, shine forth. You who dwells between the cherubims, shine forth. Who dwells in, in darkness, in an inapproachable light. Let your light shine to us tonight. Thank you. Thank you. We ask for readiness, preparation of our heart, Lord, to come out a pastor pasture for this pasture. Help us. Help us. Help 
Tomei hand to find help. Help us to find help. Help us to find help. Help us to be helped. We want to be helped. We want to be helped. We want to be helped. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, 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 Jesus. Thank you. For Tomara Nashe Presta Power, Karados to Porodosia, El Prahara Nostum, for a grace is to make it, to make it home, make it ours, make it ours, make this understanding ours. Help us, help us, help us, Father, help us, Father. Thank you. for more more in love with you Lord Jesus as we open the book and we we break the bread tonight I ask let there be a release of the spirit of this love of this fellowship of this communion to our heart spirit of God come and interpret the light and make it seen Make it known. Thank you. We receive grace. I ask you use my vessel to ask your own vessel. Today, I ask that I won't speak my own things. But Lord, I will speak that which you want. That which you desire to bless us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you. Praise God. Let's open our Bibles to <clears throat> let us see. Praise God. Um, first John, first John chapter two, praise the Lord. First John two, if you're there, say amen. Amen. Thank you. Um, please just tell someone you're welcome. I'm happy to see you. Amen. Thank you. Um, please pardon our technical difficulties. Um, praise God. I think we can still do without, um, yeah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. There's so much blessing for us tonight. Um, I sense that's very strongly in my heart. Amen. We just trust God and we'll flow uh, with him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus, thank you for you are with us. These are the, the things we desire to know are yours. They belong to you. Merciful and faithful high priest, we ask that you will help us and show show them, show them to us in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> Amen. Praise God. 
Um, it says, my little children, that these things write I unto you, that ye sin not, praise God. And even human seeing that we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, praise the Lord. And he is the propitiation for our sins. And not as only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. And he that said that I know him and keepeth not his commandments, that such a person is a liar. And the word, the truth, is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word and in him verily, that word verily means in him truly, um, is the love of God perfected and Hereby know we that we are in him. So the way we know that we are in him uh, is by keeping his word. Praise God. Uh, it's very clear to us now um, that in the spirit um, there is no abiding without word. Right? That the way that when you say that something is in you have and a spiritual entity has come maybe it come to you come to abide with you come to stay with you amen or when you say you have someone spiritually um we know that it is through word right it is through word that um abiding spiritually happens um, so is a that thing is a is like almost like a tuning of the senses that hap, has to occur. Um, I think it's part of one of the first or the main work of the word of righteousness when you begin to or what you call the meat of the word. Right? One of the the main um, purpose of the meat of the word is to initiate the soul into what. Paul calls the oracles of God, right? In the book of Hebrews, chapter chapter 5 now, right? Um, he spoke about God's oracles there, and he aligned, he aligned the oracles of God, or the coming into the things of the oracles of God. He said, he that useth milk is what? Unskillful in the word of righteousness, or, or is a babe. Now, time when you ought to be teachers, you still have need that will teach you again that which be what the the first principles of the, the the beginning principles of the oracles of God. Praise the Lord. So, God's oracles, say oracles. Oracles are, are they are, God doesn't just have one kind of speaking or one kind, one kind of word. He actually has different ways and different dimensions and dispensations of speaking. Praise the Lord. So all the speakings of God put together, they are what you call the oracles of God. So so God actually, God dwells, God cannot, when I say dwelling, I mean he has to, um, he cannot transfer himself. He cannot conserve or store himself without his oracles. Praise God. So the, the oracles of God are the vehicle of the 
of the, the conservation of the persons of God. That any time you find God's in a form, con- conserved in a form or dwelling in a, in a, in a place or in a way which is, an, which is an actual dwelling, that would actual, like they're saying, truly, truly, the, truly the love of God is in, if it's been perfected or if God is present or if you are in him or when, you know, you being in him, nobody can be in God without God being in you because God's way of dwelling is both two ways. If you say, God, I want you to come into me, but I don't want to come into you or I want to come to you but I don't want you to come to me. I want to come into you, but I don't want you to come into me. God will say, no, we can't do it that way. That the way that we were, the way we, we, have to, we have to enter into each other at the same time. That as I'm, as I'm entering into you, you are doing what? You are entering into me. Praise the Lord. So, so, as, so we... The way we know we are in him is the word in him, in, being in him, in him, the being in God is not a it's not it's not like God swallows you up, so to speak, even though he swallows you up, but it's more like a union. Is the way you are you are at the same time within each other at the same time. Is a is actually a mystery. Praise the Lord. But the way that thing happens is by, is by word or what you call the content of the oracles of God. Praise the Lord. Um, so verse 4 said, he said, I know, I know him. He that saith, I know him. And, and then keepeth not his commandments. So when someone who's saying, okay, I, I know him. I'm, 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 I'm relating, I'm having knowledge of him. But my knowledge of him is outside commandments or it's not according to the pattern of commandments it's not according what's the word of commandment what does commandment mean like i said before that a commandment is not just hey do that it's not like saying i command you right now to do that commandment um commandment can be written right the old the new commandments praise god the commandment just means is is a commandment is a is a, is a will, is an expression of a will that is incumbent upon you. It's something that is that that you cannot be free from. Right? Something is like the expression of a will that you can't be free from. That like you cannot just go away and say that one doesn't concern me. So because as far as it's an express will, is it is it an express will that concerns you that actually there is an expectation that you come into alignment with. That's a commandment. So, praise God. So, if it's not every will that is a commandment. Right? It's not everything that you see. Wow, this thing is there. Or this thing can be done. For example, um, amen. Um, there are many provisions in the scripture that are not commandments to you. There are many provisions in the scripture Things that have to do with the, the ability of God, praise God, and things that can border on um, even, um, let's say, many things, for example, that Jesus taught when he was in the flesh. He taught a lot of things, but they were not commandments. Not 
everything he taught were commandments. But there were certain things that he taught which were commandments. Praise God. So commandment, um, when you say commandment, commandments of God are actually, they are very, very high in the spirit. When you say this thing is actually a commandment of God, the commandment, uh, the commandment of God have a property to them. What makes them commandment is something called truth, that they are true. They are true. Praise God. That they are true or they are what? They are truth. Amen. And if anybody who says, I know him and keep it not his commandment, that word, saying, I know him and keep it not. The word keep it not means when you check him, you won't see commandments in him, right? To keep. He's talking about keeping as like a vessel. You are keeping something. So if someone says, I know him, but they check you, what are you keeping? Right, and what you are keeping are not his commandment, then such a person is a liar. And the truth is not what in him. Praise God. Now, when they say such a person is a liar, there's something about this language of lying and all that. They spoke about it. John uses that term a little that term that word a little. The way it sounds here, you know, there's a way they write the scripture. It's almost as if it's purposely wants to deceive you. And I've explained the reason why before. The reason is because so that somebody who's coming here who doesn't have the light of it should be able to come and read something and go and be okay. And not stay stuck on it and enjoy himself in the process. So there's a way the scripture appears. You will see it's an intention. It's intentional that in the scripture... They are very. They are not that many, maybe verses that you get to and just be completely, absolutely clueless about. That most of the verses of the scripture, or the chapters of the scripture, when you come based on your own understanding, you can take a narrative or an understanding from it. It is written. Is the skill of the spirit is actually the skill of binding. The way they said it is to bind up the testimony, then seal it among the disciples. Is actually wisdom of hiding, right? And that's one of the highest wisdoms. The greatest, one of the greatest wisdom of God is the ability to hide. That's one of the also great manifestation of his nature is his hiddenness. That's one of the power. Praise God. Amen. You know, Satan also has that nature of hiding, but he doesn't have it the way God has. Because he always somehow ends up revealing himself. Praise God. He doesn't have it. But God has eternal power to hide. To, to hide. Amen. So that thing um, is um, you also see the same kind of nature in the scripture. The book is a book that is they just, well, the prophet was describing the, the book. Like you give it to one that's learned and give it to somebody that is what? That is unlearned. Amen. Praise the Lord. And each one has what? His own complaint. The one that's unlearned say that I'm not learned. Why are you giving me? The one that's learned say the thing is closed. I, I cannot see it. Are you seeing that? So it's the nature of, of the prophecy, the nature of the scripture. Say script. Scripture. 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 It's the, the scripture of the spirit. The product of the spirit. It has that character about it. Praise God. So don't get angry with, you know, some of us, we always get angry. Why? Why is that some guys, you always. 
Well, something I've read a hundred times. When you come there, you always find something there <laughs> that I didn't see. <laughs> so, so souls get angry with that thing. Why is it? Why? Why? Why is there always something? You know, we like that thing of I've finished it. But praise God, the Holy Spirit makes sure it's not that way. So this thing, when he say, if you read this verse four, it seems as if he's saying that. Okay, because the reason why he's a liar is because he said something that he knows him, but he doesn't know him. So why, were you, why was he lying? Why were you lying? You said you know him, but you don't really know him. Why were you lying? That's what it seems like he's saying, but that's not what he's saying. Praise the Lord. What is actually the, the real meaning of it? What he's actually saying is he's trying to explain who a liar is. Praise God. He's trying to explain what? Who a liar. So it was very clear that who a liar is, is a person who doesn't have the commandment. He has nothing to do with whether he, what he said and whether it was true or it wasn't true or not. Praise the Lord. So as long as he doesn't have keep the commandment, he's a liar. What makes him a liar? Because the truth is not in him. What makes the truth not in him is not because he said he knew him and he didn't know him. No, it's that he actually doesn't have something. There's something called truth. Truth is actually a substance, praise the Lord, that ought to be inside what? A person. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So, so this person, so anybody who doesn't have the commandment is a liar. That's how they tell liars in the spirit. Right? It's not, how many liars have you told? They check, who do we call a liar? That one tells lies if you weigh his words. Check it, his lies are like 75% of what he says. Then you bring another guy, this one is 90%. This one, most of it. Praise the Lord. Well, when he even tries to tell the truth, somehow he's not really always correct. Then we say, okay, well, this one, this one is just 10%. Right? Sometimes he makes a mistake and all that. That's not what they are saying here. That's not how they say this when someone is a liar. You're a liar. You're a liar. Because God is not looking at lies in that way. The person who feels he's telling all the truth, you know, he says, no, me, we don't lie. We're my family, we know, that's one thing. That's our own nature. No, we don't lie. We just tell you the truth. <laughs> Amen. So, that is not God. That's not a lie. Lie, well, something is a lie, is to God something that is a lie. Is something that doesn't have the it doesn't have the, the quality of truth. Anything below truth is a lie. So somebody's whole life can just be a lie. Right? Everything. And as all of us, we're all liars, right? <laughs> Amen. What is a lie? A lie is when you look at, look at your frame. No, this, thing is, this thing is not... This is not this is not really. When someone say, okay, I'm a man. No, you are not a man. You're not a man. You're not a man. Praise the what I mean by man, I mean you you feel when you feel, oh, I have stature, I have development, and you rise up, they say, No, you are nothing. You are not this is nothing. It's nothing. You are a lie. So a lie means something that didn't it didn't proceed from the true. We've seen that the true is a is a being, right? Is a being. Praise God. We call him the true God. Let's see. Um, this first John chapter five. Praise the Lord. 
First John chapter 5, and um, in, in verse 20, he says that, And we know that the Son of God is come, and has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. And this is the word, the true God, and what? Eternal life. This is the true God and eternal life. So, this God here is the true God. Now, I was explaining last time that the true God or truth means anything that actually proceeds out of God. So, truth means the commandments. Commandments. Say commandments. commandments. Truth means commandments of true God. The commandments of the true God, they are what? They are true. The commandments of what? Of the true God are what you call truth. The commandments. What is a a commandment? Commandment to who? Right? Commandment to who? When you move into the realm of angels, you find that angels have commandments. But when you check angels' commandment, you find that that commandment is not truth. It's not really, really truth. Yes, it might, it might shock you, but it's, but that's that's the that's the that's the truth. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, it's not truth, and you wonder what do you mean it's not truth? But yes, it's, it's true. That is not truth. Angel, the nature, the nature of angels. They were not made with truth substance, even though they were made after the pattern of true things, right? But when it comes to actual truth, praise the Lord, it's something that God reserved in himself and God has decided in his mercy that I will only share what is called truth with man. That man is the only entity outside of ourselves. You see those beings called true. They are those true entity called God, right? The Father is God. The Word is God. The Spirit is God. You see those entities, they call them, they are beings of truth. Right? Because they are actually true. Right? Those beings, those beings, they are actually true. Amen. Now, so, but they have decided that only man, man will be the only recipient of that kind of nature, right? The nature of truth, amen. Now, that th- this nature of truth is also that which is appointed for every man, every man. You know, not, not every creature, but every man is appointed for every man to know. What's appointed for every man to know is truth. Come into that thing which God wants to share with man. Is a treasure which God wants to share with man. Praise the Lord. So that thing is a is so is that that's the commandment. See, Jonas is thinking about what that thing which I commanded you before, right? Which was an old commandment and then a new commandment. So you see, this commandment actually. The reason why they are commandments to man is because they are what man should have. That any man who doesn't come into it, you're falling short of 
your purpose. You've fallen short of what? You've fallen short of the purpose of what you were made for. Praise God. God said, I said, I desire truth in the inward parts. That's so the, the inward parts of a man is meant to be, to be full of truth. That's the desire of God, is that men become full of truth. Praise the Lord. Amen. So anybody who doesn't have truth, that person is a liar. That person is a liar. What does it mean you're a liar? You are is that you are going about because every time you are when you every time you are breathing and living, you are giving expression to something. Right? So anybody who doesn't have truth, you are just going about lying. You are you are what are you, you are showing forth something that isn't, something that is not accurate, something that is not right. Do you know that? That every time uh, man, and God has been dealing with this for a long time. God has been watching man on the earth. Man has been has been praise the Lord. Man has been um, man has been walking around in his own way. Right? You know, man wasn't created with truth in him. Adam wasn't created with truth in him. But rather, Adam was created with the potential the raw material, the vessel to receive truth. Praise the Lord. So what God was supposed to do with Adam was to steer him into what they call the way of truth. Right? The way of truth is what so every man should be in the way of truth for to receive truth is the purpose of living. To go after the truth, to find the truth, and then to what? To receive the truth is the purpose of what? Of what? Living. Now, it says here that um, anyone who says that I know him and keepeth not his commandment is a liar and, not, and is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word in him verily is the word love of God perfected and hereby know we that we are what in him. So is he who keepeth now they are saying keepeth his word. So this word, of course, is the commandment. Which this word is the commandment. Praise God. Um, now, the, of course, the word here is the word of truth. Remember in the book of John, chapter 17, when Jesus was praying, right? He said that you should sanctify them by thy truth. Then thy word is truth, right? He says, sanctify them by thy truth, but thy word is truth. Sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is what? Truth. So Jesus was praying, of course, the prayer of sanctification. Praise God. So, And then he's saying that word, which is truth, what is the meaning of thy word is truth? Like I said before, the word which comes out of the truth. right? So the word that is truth is the true word. Is the is the word of the true God. Praise the Lord. So, that which thy word, thy word, thy word is truth. Sanctify them by thy truth. So, that word is called thy truth. Then thy word is talking about ownership. The ownership. There's something called thy truth. Amen. Thy truth. Sanctify truth is something God owns. 
No other entity owns truth. No other entity has truth. God is the owner of truth. So you cannot have truth without God. Anytime any person finds the truth, God has, God has something to do with it. Not something, God has a lot to do with it. God has everything to do with it. Right? <laughs> because you can't find truth anywhere apart from him. Truth is his possession. Truth is actually his commodity. Truth is a divine commodity. Praise the Lord. So he said you should sanctify them by thy truth because thy word is what? Truth is very clear what truth is. Truth is that which is the oracle. What comes out of the true God is what you call truth. Praise the Lord. But also keep it his word that in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. Praise the Lord. And then he began to say some of the other things. That he that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk even as what? As he walked. And brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment. So he's beginning to explain more about the commandment, right? Which you had from the beginning. That the old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the word beginning. And again, a new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in him and in you. Because the darkness is past and the word true light now shineth. Amen. So, which thing is true in him and in you? It's true in him and in you. It's true in him and in you. Amen. <laughs> What's the meaning of that? When he says true in him. So, true. They're using, they're using the word true and mixing up with truth. They are separating those two things. So when they speak of truth, they speak of truth as the, as the, as the moving essence, the traveling essence, the the one that is the traveling, the moving essence. And then when it is, when it settles, it becomes truth. Right. When, so truth is the embodied. Um, it becomes truth when it's in you. Right. But not just in you alone. When it's in you and in him. So that word in you and in him is talking about there is, when truth has, has come into union. So it won't be in you and in him unless you have journeyed by it. You've journeyed by it. Praise the Lord. Then it becomes what true in you. That's the goal to make it true. In you and in he's already true in him, but he wants to also make it what true in you and where and in in him. Praise the Lord. And he said, Because why? Because the darkness is past. We spoke about this that the season of darkness is what is past, and then the season of the true light is now what shining. So, what is the true light? It's very clear that the true light is the true light is the light of truth. Praise God. Or you can say the true light is truth. Praise God. The true light. The true light is the illumination of truth. Is the is the is the is what shines out of truth, which is the message. Praise the Lord. What shines what? What shines out of truth is the true light. 
So it's not, not every light is the true light. There's what you call the true light that shines. Praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? What is the light? What is light? Light is talking about anything that can illuminate a soul spiritually. Right? Anything that can illuminate a soul is what is light. Another word for light is anything that can impart understanding. Anything that can bring about an impartation of what? Of understanding is what you call a light. So when you look at in this world, this world is, is full of lights. Right? There is actually a world of what? It was made and crafted with lights to make the soul journey, to make the heart journey by what? Revelations, understanding. So every, every soul is surrounded by lights, lights, multi, multiple, plural of lights. But there's what you call the true light. The true light is what God wants to bring every soul into, to make every soul to see, to, make the tr- to bring every soul to begin to what? To see the word, the true light, which is the light of who? Of God himself. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, there are this um, thing about truth. To bring a soul. So, when you say a soul is a liar, right? A lying soul. To convert a soul that is a liar into a soul that has the truth. Or to finish the journey, at the end of the journey is when the soul becomes true as well. Praise the Lord. Um, there's, there's a lot that has to do, that has to happen before his soul gets there. Now, truth, God had to take that thing called truth and then he had to he had to almost for it to, if God takes it in the way, in the form that he is, it is in him, just the way it is in him. It's, it cannot be a commandment to man in that form. It cannot register as a commandment to man in the form. So when you see, when something, when it is a commandment, commandment, right? It's a commandment to man. What makes it a commandment? There's something that is key that makes it a commandment is that it is, it has to morph and metamorphosize into a two-dimensional entity. Praise God. It has to metamorphosize into what? A two, either two-dimensional, you can call it two-faced. God had to God has God right now. God actually has two faces. He had to split himself into two faces, or he had to move, make himself change into two, two. Praise God. Um, he had to break himself down into two phases. Otherwise, it cannot be a commandment. Why is that? Why is it necessary? It's because of the gap between God and man. The, because of the gap between what? Between God and man. That man cannot flow seamlessly into God. 
man cannot do what? Flow what? Seamlessly into God. Man cannot flow just seamlessly. From where man is to where God is, man cannot do what? Flow what? Seamlessly. So the commandment, that for it to become a commandment, to register as a commandment to man, you, you have to, truth has to be, truth, truth has to give birth. Not give birth. Truth had to create truth. Before, are you getting what I'm trying to say? Truth had to bring forth. You know, truth can create. Truth is the same God because God is creative. Or he is actually the creator. And he can choose. He can just create according to whatever pattern he wants. Right? Just, okay, I want according to this pattern, I want to create. So when God started creation, he didn't create after truth. God did not use truth to create initially. But, but after a while, God now said, okay, now I want to create a true thing. And the purpose of creating a true thing is so that truth can be commanded to man. Praise God. Now, one of the, the primary characteristic of commandment is that commandment must be two facet, two sided, two tablets. Do you get what I'm saying? Two tablets. When you get, when you see the two tablets, they all they they have each one has its own order. If you take the Ten Commandments, you divide the Ten Commandments, they have their orders. Five according to one order. The other five according to another order. That's why it's a commandment. If you don't do it that way, just bring the order, the, the, the creator order of the commandment. And you say, okay, man, come on, this is for you. Man, man can never ever relate with that as a commandment. Because why the gap is too much. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing what I'm trying to say? Because what? The gap is too much. Now, if the, the gap is too much, it means that there, will, there is what you call, you the, the, what you call the way of truth. The purpose of the way, the reason why there is something called the way of truth is because truth has, was, truth has, by the mercy of God, God has reinvented his truth to become a commandment. Do you understand what I'm saying? Truth before was not a commandment because God was not commanding anybody. Before man came on the scene, there was nobody who wasn't commanding. In other words, there was no interest in God for anybody else to be doing what he's doing. They were okay just doing what they are doing by themselves and nobody should even know about it. They were just enjoying their, their, their knowledge. They were just... They were okay with it. They were sharing. There was no intention. Sorry, I don't say intention. There was no, in the beginning when they were by themselves, they weren't sharing it. So it wasn't, truth wasn't a commandment at that time. But to make, the purpose of making truth a commandment is to make a way. When truth is not a commandment, truth 
can ne- there can never be a way. Are you get, trying to get what I'm trying to say? Praise the Lord. Am I making some sense to you? So anytime, so when God came and gave commandment to Moses, what God was actually doing in the type, right, was God was trying to extend the way. To extend the way to them or from where they are to, or, it was, or God was giving the pattern of a way. Amen. Amen. So, man, when you check inside of the depth of the heart of a man, in the depth of a man, when you can check a man's soul, when you look at how a man's soul is, the way God created it, God created the soul with that the soul has a mechanism to arrive at God. God made the heart in such a way, praise God. I'm going to teach some things that will be a bit deep, but follow the spirit. If you follow the spirit of what I'm saying, if you follow just the words, you might not arrive at what I'm trying to say to you. But listen, listen attentively, and then what? What try and also pick, pick the spirit of what I'm saying, where it's coming from. There's a blessing in it. Now, now when God created, when God made the heart, God made the heart. Like I was saying, the Bible says He put eternity in their hearts and all of that. God made the heart in such a way that the, the heart should be an it should not be an entity that should that can just be shot that can it, God made man to be such that man man should have the potential the capacity to leap from one life form to another you won't find any other creature like that Angels were just said so the way they were. Animals are just the way they were. There's no other, no creature like man. Man is very, very unique. God built something into man. Man should be able to imagine an entity that can you can just change life form. Imagine a, a cat can just become a human being one day. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. And that's one of the greatest secrets the devil makes sure men must never know. Devil wants to make you feel like you see as you were, as you found yourself, that's how you will be for that. You can never change. When you have the thought of changing, evil spirit will be mocking you. What do you want to change? What? What do you want to change? You? Even you, you know yourself. <laughs> Later, all these things we still discover the reason why you are doing all these things. No, forget about this change thing. You. As evil spirits speak. But they, they marvel. They, when they look at man, they say, this, they know this thing has potential. This thing, this thing has a potential. What is God doing here? Like when Satan saw God coming every time to the Garden of Eden, speaking with Adam. And then when you look at the soul of Adam, this is what kind of a thing is this? This is not like our own soul. Even though when you look at angels, they look more beautiful, glorious, shining, and all of that. But there's something about man. It's, it, there's something in him, in a potential form. Now, Lucifer could figure out what this, can this thing become. And not only did God create this kind of ability in him and put him here, God kept coming to visit him. Ah. 
this is the problem. Then he looked around and found there's also this tree of life because that tree of life was a different life form. It was a tree in a botanical form that carried a different life form from man. And then if he calculated, calculated and figured out, ah, this is the plan of God. This is the plan of God. That God actually wants this man to leap into another life. And since that day he vowed, no, this thing must not happen. Praise God. Now it's very it's very difficult to even make to even find men to get men on the air to arrive at that consciousness. And not just that they, they just heard it and then believe it that they can change life. It's very difficult to something must really, really happen to a soul, to a person. So, so like I was saying, the, the, the way they created the depths of a man, you are, there's more to you. There's more to you. There's more to you. There's more to you than what the world is permitting you to observe about yourself. The purpose of the world is to get all your attention into one side of the potential of life that God has put inside you. In other words, the world will say there's only one kind of life a person like you can live. And then, he, and then the world will expose you and say, okay, these are all the many, 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 many things. You know, the world is many, 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 many in terms of all the pleasures, causes, the all kinds of things you can do. There are so many that you feel like, when you think about the world, wow, the world is so big. Where do you even start from? <laughs> and, the, and that lie, they, they have to come early to a young person. First of all, through watching the TV. Ah. Praise God. Oh, there's a whole world out there. You know that feeling you have? What? You have, there's a whole world out there. The world gives you that impression. It's the spirits who are anointed to do that. To create that there's something there. There's something out there for you. It's as if it's, as if it's from your depth, yearning to be fulfilled. So. Something about you. That's the call. Dreams. Praise God. And what is the meaning of all of that? What was the purpose of all of that? It's just to make you not ever realize that ever that there are other sides, another side of your, your vessel that can be that should be can be filled with other things that this world doesn't have. Anytime you begin to move towards discovering that area, the world begins to fight you. After a while, if all the things out externally are fighting you, you're, you're winning them, they then come into your nature. They, they begin to raise things from your background, where you came from. They begin to, forces begin to fight you. In other words, don't ever turn your gaze away from the ephemeral, from the outward world, from this place. Don't turn your gaze. Don't seek anything more. We are going to punish you. You are going to suffer. You are going to this. You are going to that. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. That's the world for you. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? 
Amen. Amen. Even when you when it came to religion, the world hijacked all the religions. Because you know that you can't, you know that man will know somehow he's a spiritual being that he needs to relate with the spirit. So we have to, the world, if you look at, we have to define how you go about searching for your spirituality. Check it, check it, check it. There's no religion on this earth apart from Christianity. Not even Christianity as a religion. Do you get what I mean? Even like mainstream Christianity as a religion. Hardly promises you anything much beyond what? Anything that is beyond the world, they will postpone it when you go to heaven. It's about making heaven. But in the meantime, in the meantime, what? Occupy. <laughs> or to occupy till you go. Praise the Lord. Amen. But but the depth of man is wow. the potential of man's depth. That thing called the the heart. I, I don't mean not the heart. I mean the heart in your soul, right? Which is the real heart. The heart in your soul. When you look at that heart, it has that heart can be used for natural life. The lady is crying. Oh, what happened? He broke my heart. Now, the heart that the person broke is not her physical heart because she's still alive. It's the heart of her soul. And if you check, when you actually get to the heart, you find that that heart has cracked somewhere. What the the guy did. (laughs) You know, boys, some boys are bad, eh? So imagine what a boy would do to a lady that. I said the heart is a spiritual thing. (laughs) It means the guy must be an evil spirit. (laughs) <laughs> Praise the Lord. And it's possible you can say a lady who is heartbroken doesn't want to serve God anymore. She got offended with the brethren and everybody. Why? Because someone has broken her, her heart. Wow. Praise the Lord. So, amen. So, say heart can be broken. Evil spirits can break heart and all of those things. But but there's an aspect, that's just, there's an aspect of your heart that, that caters to some of these things of a man. But there's another aspect of the heart as well. The heart is like, it, like that tab, those tab, t- t- tables of stone, like the tablets of stone, two-sided. two-sided. When it comes to God's writing in a man, right? Praise God. It is, all, it is what? Two what? Sided. When you, when you look at the physical heart of a person, you see this, almost the same pattern. You know God uses physical things to show it. There's the left operation and the light, right operation. There are two departments of the heart because the heart is also a tablet. That's where God... So it, it, that is actually speaking concerning the actual tablets of, in, of the soul. The left side and, and, the, right, and the right side. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Um, so, so the purpose of God creating man that way is so that man will not be locked up. 
so that man will not be what locked up into into something that to let man have the ability to to take a leap to take a leap to praise the lord to take a leap and connect a higher dimension of truth which is what god was desire so so what i was i'm saying is that when god was bringing for truth right god said okay as we want to now make our truth our truth into a commandment in order to make our truth into a commandment we have to then make it two faceted so that it can it can it can be a way like i explained that before it wasn't a way before but now they want to make it into what into a way so for for that for you to do for that to happen the truth has to give birth to another or create that's the word so create so there is there's truth that is a creature of truth that's the wisdom i want us to see there's truth that is what a creature of truth so when you hear truth in the scripture your spiritual mind now should be able to see okay you have to now find which truth is this which truth are they speaking about which truth is this which truth are they speaking about the truth that was created or the truth or the creator truth praise god or is it the truth that was created or the truth of the creator the creator has his truth and then what there is the truth that was what created simple is it, is it very simple the truth that was created is christ do you understand what i'm trying to say so christ is truthful but is a created truth Do you get what I'm saying? So Christ is a truth, but is what? A created truth. And now what for Christ? Christ is then if it's truth, then Christ is also an oracle. Right? So when you say the oracles of God, they're actually two. The oracles of God are what? They are two. God has his first oracle which is the created oracle. That was oracle means anything that can speak truth. That's an oracle of God. Christ is the first oracle of God. Then God himself has his own oracle. Praise the Lord. Then when you bring those two oracles, what are they saying? You can bring them together. That's what summarizes the commandments to man. So the commandments are actually two oracles. Oracle means two things which man must hear.
Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen. So, so there is a truth first, and then there is another truth. So it is one truth forward, another for another truth. Now, the, 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 the truth called Christ, Paul referred to that one as, let's see, um, Father, we bless your name. Praise God. Let's see Titus chapter 1. Father, we bless your name. Amen. In, in Titus chapter 1, it says, um, Titus chapter 1, verse 1, it says that, it says, Paul, a, a servant of God, right, and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect, and then the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. So, this is the first truth. So, this um, Paul was writing about the what? The, this first truth. So, the first truth is the truth that is after godliness. The truth that is what? After godliness. According to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the word truth that is what? After godliness. Now, the truth that is after godliness is in hope of eternal life, which God, that what God that cannot lie, which is, which is the true God, praise the Lord, which is the true God promised before the world began. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world or the world began. So the word truth that is after godliness, so it's the truth that is meant to produce godliness. So if it's after godliness, it means that when you check that truth, what is that truth saying? What is the message of that truth? Every truth has its message. It's an oracle. It's a commandment. What is the message of that truth? The message of this truth is to, to raise godliness. Now, godly, that's what you call godly. Anyone anyway, you hear godly, 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 godly. Godly is a type of a man. Do you agree? Is <laughs> Godly means a type of a man. But a type of a man that is not... That is not fashioned after the truth of God, but after the, the truth of godliness or the truth of the man of God. Yes. That is Christ. So Christ is the godly man. Am I making some sense to you? Amen. Amen. Praise God. So, so this... Godly man is actually a man of a hope. Is a man of hope. Which hope? The hope of eternal life. Which God who cannot lie has promised. Now, God who cannot lie, there's not saying that the God who, he doesn't lie and he promised something. So, 
You have to, because he doesn't lie. Are you saying the same thing I described to you before? Well, it's very, very clear that this, that this is a conversation about truth, right? He's not talking about he's just saying God. No, he's talking about the nature of God who cannot lie. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Praise God. Before the world began, he promised eternal life before the world began, but had in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. Praise God. So in due times, say due times. So they are what you call due times. So, due times are actually time. What is due in that time? When you say it's a due time, it means something is due, right? So, the due time is the, the time according to, it's a time that is calibrated according to order of word. That is actually how they calibrate times, according to the way they see times in the spirit. It's not the way we count it, this century, that century, and all that. The way they actually see time in the spirit is, what marks time is word. So they can, a time can come. They can withdraw that time. And then wait and bring that time again. And then withdraw that time. And then they bring that time again. And any time they bring that time, you begin to see attributes of that time. Begin to characteristic and the nature of that time. The world just changes. It begins to align. People begin to behave according to the time. This is the time that we are in. So people begin to behave according to the time. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing the sense of timing, spiritual timing? So there's an, a time, for example, called the end times. Right? Which is very, very clear. That has happened a few times. But it's characterized by the word. It's calibrated according to the what? The seasons of the oracles. So, you cannot separate times from what is available. The word available determines the time. There was a, there was a time where God permitted, you see this thing called end time, end time. God brought it at a time. And I believe one of the main reasons was for the, main purpose, or the purpose of the release of the scriptures. So, in that first century church, God decided in that this first century church, you know how Jesus Christ said it when he said that there are some of you that who stand here who will not see death until some of these things come to pass. He was speaking to those people who will be part of the first century church. Praise the Lord. Now, when you say they won't see death till all these things come to pass, right? <laughs> the one of the, the main purpose of this first century church was the delivery of scriptures to generations of men who will inhabit the earth for centuries and centuries after. So, so there was so in that time when for God made that church. What it? What a church? What a church? 
the, those guys they actually proved some things. You know, when some of us believe that, ah, when we come into all these things, we think that it will be maybe in, in the time of our great, 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 great grandchildren. But you, some of us don't believe that in one lifetime that you can journey into these things fully. Because of, of course, it's just conditioning. Lies. Say lies. When you, when you live in lie and you, are, you wake up in lie, you breathe lie, you sleep lie, you wear lie, everything about you is a lie. I, I, how can you ever believe? <laughs> when the whole world around you is a lie. Well, all this new invention is a lie. When anything, when everybody, you wake up, you see your neighbor, how are you doing? I'm fine. No. It's just driving, as he's driving away. It, it, praise God. The image you see, Everything about you around the world is just a lie. So you don't, don't blame yourself too much when how you, might, you are struggling with maybe believing some of these things. Praise the Lord. So, but thank God for that first church, right? That God made sure that this church, you are going to move through the times and you move through the season. So the Lord actually moved them and then pushed them into end time. They were going through as their souls were journeying. Their souls were journeying because of the word that was made available to them. Seasons were changing. So in their own lifetime, they moved into what? The end time. Then from the end times, they came into the last days. In their own time. And majority of it was for the release of scriptures. The release. Because without such times on the earth, the Holy Spirit would not be able to. If those people didn't move into those seasons, it would be hard for you to have this kind of a book. Because there will be no history on the earth to write something that is relatable to man. So, all these men you see in the Bible, the Holy Ghost used for the scripture, they were just, they were, they were cast members in the dramatization of the script through many, 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 many generations and centuries. The Holy Ghost was doing that. And then the Holy Ghost kept changing the seasons on the earth and the times on the earth to, to do it. He did it even before the New Testament, what we call New Testament, before it was written. Then also, of course, in the Old Testament, before it was written, there had to also be such seasons upon the earth. End time had already happened before. How many of you believe what I'm trying to say? You don't you believe me? <laughs> Amen. So you, when you read the Old Testament, you see time and season of end times that occurred. It's very clear that the time of Noah and his ark was an end time. So it means the end time already happened in Genesis on the earth. 
and you, and you can you characterize it by the word that came by word. It was I don't know if you know it was a word that destroyed the earth. You don't believe? When God wanted to destroy the God, God just gave a man a message. No, I go and preach the message. Go and preach this message. Go and preach this message. Go and preach the message. What the message that God gave to Noah is what you call the everlasting gospel. Preach. Go and preach it. In the, in the, in that type, in the type, in that order. You cannot. So are you saying time and word are what? They are together. Praise the Lord. Amen. So verse 3 says, But at in this, but in due times manifested his word through what? Preaching. In due times. In due times. So our due time means when the times are come for that the dimension of his word to be released. The way they do it is they raise a preacher. They raise a preacher. They raise preacher because it's through preaching that there is manifestation of his word. So, actually, if you want to tell me who are the who are the people who are holding the keys of the times, they are the preachers of the word of God. When God wants to shift the time, okay, go on. He will send a preacher. Who can preach in the next time? Or preach in the next time. Bring it in. By word, through word. Through word. Through word. Through word. Are we making some sense to you? Praise the Lord. So one of the, the purpose of the oracles of God is to shift the seasons. To shift the time. That's one of the purpose of the oracle. So time is not controlled by clock or how we think about it. It's not by the going on of the, down of the sun, the rising and all of that. One day, the two, the three, the four. Time can be going like that. Let's say, and years pass, years pass, years pass. But if the word doesn't change. Word doesn't change. Time will not change. People will be dying, get, then give, giving birth, growing, going to school, coming back, getting married, then having children, grandchildren, dying again, giving birth again. It will happen and happen and happen and happen. Time will not change until the preacher comes. Until preachers come. Who can bring in another word? It will take his word that changes the times. Word that changes what? The time. Now, the struggle, there's a, there's a struggle for times. When I say struggle, I mean there is a, the actual <coughs> shifting of the times of men. There's a contention. Contention is the right word. The contention is, is this, is who should, what 
time should we transition into? There's always a contention. It's a contention. Who, who, are, who is contending? Two kingdoms who want to determine the times of man. Praise God. <laughs> Two what? Two kingdoms who want to do what? They want to determine the time. They, want to, they have interest in what day are men living in. So if you want to calibrate time, in, you break it down into years, then you resolve it into months. Then when you want to now, you, you cannot interpret the characteristic of a time until, you, until you've resolved it down to the day. Because the things that are happening are locked up in the day. It's when you open up the day that you will begin to see the transactions of men. You begin to see the word, the transactions of men in the day. Everything has applied outside there's an accumulation. You don't know how, how, did, how did it get like this? Uh, oh, how did you become like this? How did you, what happened to you? Why you have this nature? Where did, where did this nature come from? Oh, how did this happen? Why, why are you behaving like this? You can't know the answer. You have to travel, go and look at the day. Go and check the day because the good and the evil, they are calibrated according to where? According to, to the day. It's sufficient for the day is the evil thereof. So it means that the way Satan determines the cause of men, the times of men, is that they program evil into their word. Into how do you program evil? Is by preaching. So he also releases preachers into the world, and the purpose of preacher is to change the times of men. Praise the Lord. So, so this whole world is just it's message versus message, preaching versus preaching. That's all that's happening. <laughs> so if you want to, for example, when Jesus Christ says that, I'm not asking that you take them away from the world, but keep them from the evil. Of course, and he had taught earlier that the evil is in the day. Right? And when Jesus spoke about the evil that is in the day, he, now spoke, he spoke also later, in the place where he said keep them from the evil, that chapter 17 of John, in that same place where, where that's the same place, he spoke about sanctification by thy truth because thy word. Now what are they being sanctified from? They are being sanctified from evil. The inheritance that is in the day. Or is what he called, when he was teaching them to pray, he made reference to it as deliverance from evil. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. I will be done on earth as it is in it. Give us this day our daily bread. And do what? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass. Deliver us not into temptation. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So, now, deliverance, praise the Lord. Deliverance, deliverance, from evil. He's talking about keeping them from evil. It's in that same chapter, I believe, where he began to speak about the evil that is in the day, right? At the beginning of the chapter, he told them this is how to pray. You must be praying all of these things about deliverance from evil. Then he now went on to begin to teach about how that evil comes about. First of all, the evil eyes. The eyes is how is is the when you say preaching. Preaching is to give what understanding. 
right? Preacher, what do preachers do? They beam the light. They shine light. Now, light is a very interesting thing. Light doesn't only make you see. Light can alter the eyes. Do you know that? If the eye is subject to a kind of light for too long, there's a way that that light will alter the way the eye sees. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So, when you say pro-preachers, are, are actually they are beamers of light. They are shiners of light. And when they are shining light, the, the light is two things. They want to tamp, to change the light in you, but anytime you are having a, a transaction of the receiving of light, it is it is changing your inward content but also altering your eyes. Do you get what, that's the true operation. Like when, you're, when somebody now comes into maybe under a ministry of, of revelation, two things are happening. You are knowing stuff, but you're not only knowing stuff. There you are giving eyes. Your eyes changes. Revelation does that. Revelation doesn't only impart substance. Revelation also alters the eyes. So Jesus spoke about those two things. The light of the body is the eyes. If your eye be single, your whole body will be full of light. He spoke about what is inside. But if your eye be evil, you're full of what? Darkness. Now if the light is in you is darkness, how great is what? That darkness. So you see, they've spoken about the light that is within, but he, don't, he didn't just speak about evil that will come into the heart. He also spoke about the eye can also be evil as well. So when in, the purpose of training the eye to become evil is to make the eye be able to magnet evil very, very easily. Praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? The way you see. 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 So the purpose of lights, like I said before, the world is surrounded by lights. Is to what? Is to walk out an evil walk. Not just the walk of what is in the person, but also in what? Change their eyes also. The way they see. So and that's the power of what? Of preaching. The power of preaching or the release of word, right? Like I said, is to change the season, to change the time, of course, but you can't change the times of men, right? It's not just releasing the word into the air. It's that when that word lands on what is being said, lands and impacts the heart, right? What's really tied to seasons is the, as the collective hearts of men. When heart begins to beat a certain way, they can beat themselves into a, 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 an evil season or a different time. Praise God. Now, Satan's goal is this. Satan's goal is this. Satan wants to race. So when the Bible says that 
he was angry because he has a short time. Right. Now, praise God. Then he said that your adversary, the devil, goes about like a roaring lion, seeking for what, whom, toward devour. He doesn't rest. He's constantly moving. He's constantly moving. He's constantly moving. Now, what is his goal? His goal is this. His goal is that he doesn't want God to bring the time. He wants his work. Are you getting me? Because whose work will bring the end? That's what the contention. Isn't that whether will the end come? That's not the, the, the phrase. That's why it's only a foolish person that thinks that the world will just go on and on and on and on and on and on. And the devil wants you to think that way. But he himself, he knows the world will not go on and on and on and on. He himself, he knows that every soul has its end. I'm not even talking in terms of time. You know, I'm talking not just time. Not just time. I'm talking about usage. So when we think, right, what makes us live the way we do is it's not necessarily because we feel, oh, the world will, will live forever or the world will continue forever. Most of us we don't think in that, those terms. Is because something has deceived us that is that you have infinite time. Not time in terms of clock and days and years, no. That you have infinite time, soul time. That you can do anything you like, but and you won't have an end. The devil makes man oblivious to end. So a man will feel he can sin and sin and sin and you will just be sinning like that. That you can just sin and sin and sin. That you don't know that you are traveling. You are racing. You are traveling. That you actually have an end. You can get to an end. He doesn't want you to think. Don't ever think that way. Don't think that way. Just feel like you can just leave and just spend yourself and just do anything like that foolish rich man. Who was laughing, oh yeah, I've gotten this. He was comparing all his acquisitions with everything. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise God. So you know we don't we don't we don't think men don't have the consciousness of end. End not in terms of time, but end in the soul. That you can actually end. You can actually end. You can actually get to a point where you finished. You have actually finished. You're finished. You're finished. Risk <laughs> why are you laughing? And so Satan wants to finish men. That's just what, that's just his goal. Let man quickly finish before God can arrive and do something. Man is on the way. That's why God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. That also believeth in him should not perish. Because man is heading toward being perishing. Towards perishing.
praise the Lord. So he doesn't want us to be aware of that. But he wants to be, but he really, really, really wants for man to get to the end. He wants man to get to the end. But he wants to make sure that he is the person who drives man. And it's not, not all ends are the same. There's what you call There is, for every man, God has something called an appointed, an appointed end or predetermined end. So my thoughts for you are thoughts of good to bring you expected. That's what they, what they use there. So expected, an expected end is whose expectation? Is God's expectation. The devil also has his own appointed end. So if, if he wants to read his own passage, my thoughts for you are thoughts of evil and not of good to bring you into what? That is the whole scripture he recites concerning souls constantly. He has thoughts of evil, right? God has thoughts of good, not of evil. But because of his thoughts of evil, he has laced the days with evil. He has, he has made evil everywhere. He has, he's trying to change man's eyes to become evil. It's just to drive the soul. I must get you to this end. I must get you to this end. I must get you to this end. Praise the Lord. Amen. So for every soul, end times will come. Last days will come. Not times and days calendar. It's talking about your soul. When it's arriving at what? A what? A destination. Thank you, Jesus. So the, the purpose of truth, which is after godliness, Right? is to bring about the first season, open man into the first season of speakings, of oracles of God, the first season of preaching, the first season of teaching. Now, like I said, the po- every truth, when truth is God, like I said, is a created truth, Right? Now, every truth, the way God wants to deliver truth is that every truth is a gospel, right? So, there's what you call the gospel of Christ. That is actually a gospel of a truth. And there's what you call the gospel of God. There are two different gospels, praise the Lord, that man should what? Receive. The purpose of the gospel is to, uh, amen. The purpose of the gospel is to give the delivery of truth to to release truth and the purpose of truth is to deal with what you call evil or a lie do you agree with what i'm trying to say 
purpose of truth is to deal with evil. Amen. So, to deal with evil, you need the gospel. What is gospel? Good news. The news of good. Good news. Good news. You need good news, which is the gospel. So, that's what you call, there are two good news. There's the good news of Christ, and there's the good news of God. Those are the two good news that man. So, anybody who will not hear that news will not have the remedy against what? Against evil. Praise God. Amen. So it was in due time that he, verse 3, manifested his word through preaching. Right? Which is committed unto me according to what? The commandment. So it's according to the commandment of God, our Savior. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless your name. Amen. Thank you, our Father. Praise God. So, you see, these two truths, um, so it's very clear we understand the truth of Christ, right? Which will lead us into the truth of who? Of, of God. Now, the thing is that every truth, let's go back to First John. Thank you. Bless your holy name, Jesus. Thank you. The, the wisdom in this place is a bit... Um, we need help. Direction. In chapter chapter five, chapter one. Amen. Amen. In chapter one. No, he says that that which was from the beginning, which we have heard and which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, our hands have handled of the word, of the word of, of life. For the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the father and was then what manifested. Thank you, Jesus was manifested unto us which was with the Father, that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. Praise God. Now, it's very clear that this life that you are speaking of here, so when they say the word of life, of the word of life, what the real word of life, 
the real word of life is the word of God. That's the real word of what? Of life. But now when you say word of life now, this way you can say it, oh, word of life. You can say, okay, Christ is life, so his word, Christ's word is word of life. No, that's what I'm talking about. But when you say the word of life, right? Praise God. Like, for example, when Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comment unto the Father, but by me, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. That life there is it just life of Christ? That was that's not G, that's not Christ talking now. It is Jesus talking. I am the way, the truth, and the life. So when he says the life, they will never. The scripture will never refer to. Christ as the life. Refer to Christ as life. Christ is life. Do you get what I'm saying? Christ is life. But when you say the life, it's never referring to Christ. It's referring to God. God is the life. So, Jesus Christ was speaking about three things there. Now, when he says the way, he's never referring to God. Do you get are you getting what I'm trying to say? God is not the way. God is the destination. Do you know what I'm saying? So when you say the way the tree is talking about is 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 laying out those two beings. They are there's a there's a point where they meet. Where they meet is in the truth, that realm of the truth. Are you get are you seeing what I'm trying to say? Because when you now say open up the truth, you see that it has two sides to it because it was it was brought forth as a commandment, it's, which was made two faceted. It was this double faceted. So I am the way. So I seen in him. So this is what made him who he is to you. This is why this is why he can be applied to you. You and God, you don't have business. You don't have, when he, I mean, in any sense of the word, you have no. My way, as high as the heaven is from the earth, so my way from your way, my way is not your way. All of those things. Praise God. What does it mean for them to say that you have your way? I have my way. Do you know what that thing means? Do you know what that thing means? It means that let's just leave us. We can never meet. We can never intercept. I can. Ne- you will. I will never occur to you. You will never find me. You know what I mean? Way means way. Way is not, when you say it, a way, it's not, way is not a condition. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Way is not a condition. It's okay, you, have, you are in this condition. No? So man's problem wasn't just his t- 
thoughts. His, his problem was bigger than his thoughts. The problem that he had, man's problem was a bigger problem than just his thoughts. Because thought, you can see that just a condition. It's just a condition that you are in. That maybe somehow you can somehow escape it. But man's problem was worse than his thought. Is that if you left him and give him a billion years to live, there's something that, that keeps, it's called way. What is way? Way is not a condition. Way is a, way is a summary. Is that no man will, can ever do anything outside his way. When you, see, when you see a man's way change, something outside of him came to him. Something happened to him. Something encountered him. A mercy happened to him. Something that he didn't work for, something he was oblivious to, came to him. We don't understand our prayers why we belittle some things and we take some things for granted. You don't know, you don't know. You don't know what God did for you. You don't know, you don't know. You don't know. There's a way that seemed right unto a man. That way has an end. The end thereof has an end. That way has an end. There's nothing man will do. Leave him, he will end at that place. And if every man in this earth is left alone, they will end there. Man has no defense. That way has already been done. And then God has his own way. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I say these two things, we will not intersect. We don't intersect. So something something great happened. To bridge such a gap is not easy. You have, to, you have to raise a man who can be the way at the same time, be the truth at the same time, be the life. Can embody those things. He had to fulfill a, the, that man had to fulfill the greatest mystery. The mystery, like I said before, the greatest mystery is a union, a strange union, a strange. Something that should never happen, happened. That's Jesus for you. A a miracle, a wonder. What should never happen, happened. Praise God. Father, we bless you. Amen. Amen. So you see, so you see the mystery of when God created Adam and then He put him to sleep and then brought Eve to Adam. He brought Eve out of. Adam, and then he woke up and then found her.
So it means Adam doesn't have a memory of how where Eve came from, right? Neither does Eve have a memory of where Adam came from. They just saw each other and then they have to be. So this is the bone of my bone. This is the flesh of my flesh. The bone of my bone. The flesh of my flesh. The bone of my bone. The flesh of my flesh. The bone of my bone and the and the flesh. The bone of my bone. The flesh of my flesh. He he just woke up and he began to talk mystery. Mystery, mystery. I believe that was an inspired language. How did he know? Did God teach him that? All right. <laughs> he just woke up and began to what? Mystery, the, the bone of my bone. The, you know what? He was interpreting. I'm sure, I don't know, maybe it was the, the anointing of, on God that quickened him to see that. Like just a flesh and blood had not revealed this to you. But my father in heaven, maybe he was in flesh. I don't know how he, but he knew this is the bone of my bone. And then this is my flesh. But I know, I know that, that that wisdom was in him. Maybe God started there somewhere. Praise the Lord. And what is the meaning of my bone? The bone of my bone. The bone of my bone. The flesh of my flesh. The bone of my bone. The flesh of my flesh. The bone of my bone. The flesh of my flesh. So it's very clear that Eve, even Adam was a creature, of course, but Eve was a creature from a creature. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So create a thing. Let a thing be created out of you, the married. So he was married to the bone of his bone and the flesh of his flesh. That's all God is looking for. He wants to marry the bone of his bone and the flesh of his flesh. <laughs> right? That's all. That's, it's just, God was just showing the, he was just showing the mystery. A mystery, a mystery. Then God now, then the institution of marriage upon the earth is also such that so will a man leave his father and his mother and then will cling to his wife and then the two. Of course, if the man is leaving his father and his mother, the wife is also leaving her own father and her own mother and then they will cling to each other and the twin shall become one flesh. The two. And you know that the marriage, the order of marriage is not, it's not that you marry your, your sister or you marry your brother. You know that's not the order of marriage. Marriage is that you bring a stranger, another stranger. Praise God. So, father and mother, leave his father and his mother. The owner will leave her father. I'm telling you, they didn't come from the same place. Right? They, come, they came from, are you getting what I'm saying? So, the completion, if you just read Adam and Eve, you might not fully understand that the full scope of the mystery. But he then later took Jesus, I think said it, or Paul said it in Ephesians chapter 5, praise the Lord. That for this cause shall a man leave his father, his mother, and, and then cleave. So then I explain to you that really this is the real full picture. That this one has his own father and his own mother. The other one has his own father and his own water. 
and his own mother. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So, so, praise God. Praise the Lord. So the mystery of marriage is how you can make two things from with different genealogy, with different descent, bring them together and make them one. So such so that <laughs> interesting, am I correct? It's, it's a power. It's a mystery. Anytime you see a marriage, a mystery is just is occurring. It's a symbol of a mystery. Right, it's something. A marriage is a, is a crazy thing. Right, marriage is actually it doesn't make sense. To, you know what I mean? I mean in the natural. No, it's now that people are going to realize. Wow, this thing doesn't make sense. So what have we been doing this whole time? <laughs> you know, you know, it's like humanity is collectively waking up. Yeah, just realizing all of a sudden. Why, why do I feel like I have to promise you? I don't know you before. I don't know anything about you. Why do I feel like I have to vow to you? I have to vow that till I die and everything. What kind of stupidity is that? So people are just realizing that this thing doesn't. You know that was so. So marriage is actually is a, is a wisdom that came from a foreign place that men have been using. You know, God blinded men. Just be doing it foolishly. Don't don't ever don't question why we are doing it. Men just kept doing it. But now, of course, Satan has poured his, he has, with his light. You know, you know what his light is for? The light of the devil. The light of the devil is, is, a, is a kind of a light. It just, it's just that it, his light fights anything that has a smell of truth to it. Then lie, bring his lie around it. That's just the devil for you. So as as men are becoming wiser in his in his own <laughs> in his own um, in his lies, they are one of the the, the things they are beginning to see. Ah, why we've we been doing this thing since you know marriage has been hiding there, but now it's as if all the the anger of the enemy is landing on marriage. Like this thing doesn't make sense. How would you? Praise the Lord. So when you see marriage or let's say a family, you know the only people, everybody in a family is related by blood except the father and the mother. Has it ever occurred to you before? Has it ever occurred to you before? <laughs> they are all blood relatives apart from two people. No, that's where you just feel like everybody's. Yeah, they are, no, they are not all related by blood. There are two of them that are not. Yeah. <laughs> the mystery. So to let you know that what is binding them is not blood, it's something else. What is binding them is not. It's not a physical. You cannot marriage. The bond of marriage is not a physical. It's not a natural bond. 
It's not in physics. You cannot go and study it. With all the scientists, there's no scientist that can come and explain and, and tell me what is the bond of marriage. You can explain maybe the bond between a father and a child, their genes and no, no, but marriage is something else. Marriage is purely spiritual. To, to weld two people together in marriage, you, must, you cannot find any instrument outside something spiritual. In other words, heart must tie to heart. That's the only thing that can cause marriage to occur. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's why the bond, like I said before, the bond of brotherhood is lower than the bond of marriage. Why? Because when it comes to brotherhood, natural life can act it out, can emulate it. Right? But what what naturally you can't really emulate what binds. You cannot or you cannot naturally see what binds two people who are married because they are bound by a higher law. The law of two brothers are in their blood physically. You can check it and verify it. But you cannot check and verify the bond between a husband and a wife. There's no instrument in the natural that can detect it. Because it is a what? It's a mystery. Praise the Lord. There are three things in front of me right now. Two things in the scripture and time. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Huh? (laughs) <laughs> Praise God. <clears throat> so, you see that, that realm called the truth, right? The truth, the truth is powerful. The truth is powerful. The truth is powerful. The truth is powerful. Very, very powerful. Very, very, very powerful. Truth is very powerful. The purpose of truth is to bring about a marriage. That's the main one of the main purpose of truth as a commandment. Right? The purpose of truth as a commandment is to bring into is to bring into oneness. Right? 
we cannot you cannot achieve oneness without truth. Right? You cannot achieve oneness without what? Without truth. This is truth that that will produce oneness. So what truth wants to, should produce is marriage. Is truth should produce what? Marriage. Produce marriage. That's the purpose of of truth. Praise God. So that thing called the truth is in the truth that marriage occurs. There's marriage that should occur in the truth. If the marriage that should occur in the truth doesn't happen, you will never access the life. Right? You never access it. The purpose of the way is to lead you to go and marry. Lead you is the way of truth. Lead you into in the way of truth to find truth. The purpose of truth is to bring about the the what the marriage. Praise God. Now, so it's very clear that when you say the, the acknowledging of the truth that is after godliness, there's truth that's after godliness. So the truth that is after godliness is to raise man into a marriable stature. Right? Raise man into what? A into a marriable stature. So it's a man who needs to propose to marry their God. So for a man to marry this God, he has to be godly. Right? He has to be a godly. So, who is a godly man? A, go- a godly man is a man who has been raised to come into union with God. That's a godly man. A godly man. And to produce that, he must come into the acknowledgement of the truth which is after godliness. This truth, which is after godliness, is then it's the, that truth is the, it's the, praise the Lord, the truth is the message of the mystery that must be acknowledged. (laughs) Praise God. In Colossians, it spoke about you coming into the acknowledgement of the mystery of what? Of Christ and of, of God and of the Father and of who? Of Christ, of God, of the Father. Praise God. Verse 2. You see the purpose of the mystery. When you say, say mystery, mystery. When, they are, when they are bringing mystery to you, you, you we don't understand what mystery is for. The purpose of mystery, 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 this mystery is for, is for binding. By the time you finish acknowledging the mystery, you, just, you realize that you just got married. That's the purpose of, of the mystery.
when you see two people, they say, we're going to the altar, we're going to, we love each other and all that. Then they go to and they, they come back. When they came back, they just did a mystery. What they've just done doesn't make logical sense. For them to get married, they have to submit themselves to to do something mysterious. They allow to allow themselves to be bound by something mysterious. Praise the Lord. Now, of course, we know that physical marriage doesn't really is the type of the whole thing. But, uh-huh. Praise God. Let's read this place very quickly. Of time. It says, For I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my word, face in the flesh that their hearts might be comforted being knit together in love are you seeing that so their heart might be comforted being knit together have you seen knitting before what is knitting to knit means to you will so intertwine something that so when you say the word knit, knit is not just joining together. Because you can join by super glue or something. You can join with chewing gum or something. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> with tape. Now when you join with tape or chewing gum or super glue, it's not the same thing as knitting. Now. What knitting means, a mystery is involved. Joined by a mystery. When you see something is knitted, when you check it, you don't, you don't even know where to begin from. To Where do you even start to undo, separate all these things together? You don't know, it's a mystery. He's looking at you there, but each thread is saying the way we are joined together, you can never figure us out. When you want to come and separate it, what will happen? When you just see it, you will grow weak. Are you seeing knitting? So, so, so to knit means to join mysteriously. To join by a mystery. It's not just anyhow kind of joining. Are you seeing what I'm trying to say? So, the mysterious joining Mysterious joining is the purpose of truth. Truth. The reason for truth. Truth is to unveil to you. To The message of truth is to, to make known to a person the kind of formation that can be attached to God. There's a formation of a way his soul must be. You cannot be joined to God on the surface. Because if you, are jo- if you try to join yourself to God on the surface, there's so too much wisdom. There's a, there's a cherub watching. 
So the way that you you're joined to God must be in a wisdom that's higher than what a cherub can think of. Which cherub am I talking about? Lucifer. The anointed cherub that covered. That one who he can read things, he can read mysteries, he can see. That's why before marriage occurred, they say you must overcome him first. If you don't overcome him, don't forget about marrying anything. Being joined together in this marriage we are speaking concerning. So the marriage that we are talking about is a marriage that will be occurring at a higher, a high, a, a, a more mysterious plane above what even Satan can think. That, you see, that thing is what you call salvation. Salvation is means coming to a state of joining with God that there is nothing height, depth, things present, things to come. When they bring all the wisdom out, they cannot trace where your thread and the thread of God divides. Satan will come and do everything. What can we do to make him separate, be separated from God? They will check there's nothing that can be done because you are joined by a mystery. Uh-huh. So when they are trying to make you to, to love God, what, are, what is that, that love? To make you love God. Is to, love is the mystery, right? Are you, I don't know if you've caught it already. Did you go? <laughs> do you see? It? Do you see it? Are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? So, it's not every kind of love that's like that. I love my dog. No. <laughs> we know how to separate you from your dog. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So the more mysterious a love, the stronger it is. So if, like if, if someone marries a, a wife and then you, one of the problems of marriage, the longer you stay in marriage, the, you know, the way marriage is, right? Of course, um, it's not like the way it should. It is the actual thing, you know. What I mean, it's when you've already married, then you now start the joining, right? When you leave the altar, you go to honeymoon. You are still strangers. Before even some kind of joining work or some years would have passed. But as years are passing, what's happening? So, the more mysterious their love, the more joined they are. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Are you you getting me? Ah, I wish I had enough words to explain what what I'm trying to say. The main purpose of marriage is an exercise, actually. Marriage is a lifelong exercise. It's an exercise you're supposed to be doing on the earth that is a type of the exercise. That is not just a type. It's a type and an instrument for 
the ex- the kind of thing what that your soul is meant for or you practice it with a physical person do you understand what I'm trying to say So, so if anybody's married and maybe you're living with your husband or your wife at home and you are just friends, you know the way you are friends with your friends? That's that the way you are with your husband. You've not started. You're not doing marriage yet. And maybe you're not even married. When they look at you, are they married? No, they're just living together. <laughs> Someone's you're married and... <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> You're married and your your tie with your elder brother or your younger sister is stronger than that with your husband or wife. You have not started. Oh, the, the point, you know, where you've, you've really begun to make progress is when, when you check your marriage, you, that you, found, you forged a bond beyond blood. You know what I mean by that? That you've been, if someone been able to miraculously, you've been able to through communion, through fellowship, you through knitting, you've been you've you've knitted properly to a point where you now find that this thing we've knitted is actually stronger than my other relationship with your father, with your mother, with your brothers, with your sisters. If you're married and maybe you feel more, you flow more with your family, you are joking. It's, it's, it's okay if you, maybe you just got married maybe last week and we understand, okay, we are just starting. It means, it means you are not doing it. You are not doing the mystery. You are, you are wasting your marriage. You are not exercising your soul. You should be ex- marriage should exercise you. Exercise you. It's the, the story of how can this person be joined to another? How can you be joined to another? How can you so you must, a metamorphosis must occur. A metamorphosis must occur. A change, a transformation that will bring about knitting of two souls, two hearts together. I, do you get what I'm trying to say? Praise the Lord. Let's read our Ephesians. Oh, time is gone. We have to stop. Ah! Praise God. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 5, verse, verse 30. 
It says, for we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. Praise God. Amen. Amen. For, so we are members of his body, right? Of his flesh and of his bones. For this cause, say for this cause. So, when is it for this cause? You have to ask yourself, for which cause? I feel like we maybe we've not asked ourselves that question a lot. We just really, for this cause shall a man, okay, which cause? So that means marriage has a purpose. It has a cause. There's a cause of marriage. It's very clear that the cause is in verse 30. Right, so, so marriage really, really, really. So forget about what the world is doing. So, if anybody is looking at the world to interpret marriage, you've, you've missed it completely. It's not even their thing. They just, we're just doing it blindly. They don't even know the purpose of it. They can't understand it. The purpose of marriage is for verse thirty. We are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. To become members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones for that cause. To act it out to exercise themselves for this cause. That's why a man will leave his father and his mother and be joined unto his wife so that the two will become one flesh and they will become one flesh. In verse 32, this is a great mystery they're telling you. But really, I speak about Christ and the church. So you say, this is not really about marriage, really. Is really about Christ and the church. Praise God. Father, we thank you. Amen. Ah, there's no time, but we'll have time again some other time. But let me just say this that what makes what makes the kind of marriage that, that of course they are speaking of between Christ and the church that they are speaking concerning is what makes of course the power behind marriage is love right? love is the binding force of marriage but loves are not the same right the quality of love anyone think this is, this is a kind of a love this is a, a, a kind of love. Let's, say, let's weigh this love. What is the what? What is the strength of it? Let me give the example of a man and his dog or his cat. That doesn't weigh too much. It's not even love. But when you weigh love, what is the weight in love? What makes love potent, powerful? The potency of love is measured. The amount of truth in it. So, what the peculiarity when Paul wrote everything and said everything, finished saying everything in Romans chapter 8, then I arrived at the matter at the end, the last verses, and spoke about two loves. The love of Christ. And then he now see, see I mentioned spoke about the love of God. He said the love of God is in Christ. 
the love of God in Christ. Jesus. Now, so, so of course, the two loves are the love of Christ and the love of God. Those are the only two loves. So, so this mystery we are speaking about is, is a mystery about those two loves, right? And what make those loves unique? Uh, those are the loves of truth. Anybody who say they love you and you ask them, okay, what kind of love do you love me with? Is that truth? <laughs> right? Is that truth? Anybody who loves you without truth, thank them, but just know that. <laughs> know that when push comes to shove, Because you tell the love by its truth. Many loves, most of what we know as love on the earth has no truth at all. They are all lies. When you open the love, it's a lie. It's all lies. I love you, I love you, I love you. Oh, I love. I'm in love with. I'm in love. I'm in love with you. <laughs> so, anybody that says I love you and then they don't have truth, forget about them. They are liars. Even they, they might not know because they themselves have been deceived. They don't even know what the word love means. Me, I am completely, completely sure that for a person to really love a person, you cannot love without truth. You need the facility of truth to love. Anything outside truth doesn't count as love. They don't count it as love. Praise God. So, now, so that thing called love of Christ is also what you call the love of the brethren. Am I correct? So, that love of the brethren is, what is the brethren? The brethren is, is a, the company, is a, is a community of people who have, who are bounded by a truth. You cannot separate the love they share from the truth they have. Bring somebody else. Let's just let's attach you. Join them. But you don't have their truth. That's why at that time, when they now begin to expose some, you see, so that some, like John was saying, some went out of us that you might be made manifest. That they were not all of us. Why, is that, no, why were they not all of us? They didn't have our truth. They didn't. They were not partakers of that fellowship. Fellowship is the, 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 the commodity of fellowship. The, the currency of fellowship is truth. Truth is the currency of fellowship. Without truth, there is no fellowship. That's why yeah, these things have I declare unto you that you may have fellowship with us. So for you to bomb into fellowship, it must be by declaration. 
You have to declare things to you. You can't cut into our fellowship without receiving the declaration of the truth, which is a fellowship of truth and light. That is where, that is the marrow from where the 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 the, the, the lifeblood of the fellowship comes from. Is the generator of love. Truth is the generator of love. Praise God. I will bless today. Amen. Let's just begin to thank God. Prayers. Just pray in the spirit for for a minute and this shemini karos prasta tapara na kairas teperi elfren tastal olpret okasto kori makala kapara ste. Me Elfras Lord, I love your name. I love your name. I am ready to be identified with your name. Lord, we love your name. Yes, we love your name. We are ready to answer your word is like honey. On my lips, your spirit like water to my soul. Your word is a lamp unto my feet, oh Jesus. I love you. I love you. Your name is like honey on my lips. Your spirit like you've heard us, it's just our heart just responding to this world and this message, Father Christians thank you thank you thank you thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you
Lord, we are receiving breakthrough. I'm, uh, oh, thank you. Here the Lord says, strongholds are coming down. Strongholds of lies that have cheated us out of the love of the truth. That they are coming down. Oh yeah, because of light. For light is being shown. Light has shined upon that darkness. It's expired. It has expired. That hold will no longer be strong. It is broken. It is broken. It is broken. It is spicy hearts being set free. Set free to love their Lord. To love their God. To love their brethren. To love their wives. To love their husbands. Father, thank you. Spirit of truth. This is your arena. This is your mandate. Your ministry. Come and use this word. Help us with it. Bring it to our remembrance. All that has been said. Thank you, our Father. Oh, thank you. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Heaven arms, say free, free, free to love. You're free to love. You're free to love him. You're free to love. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, our God. We bless your name tonight. Thank you for utterance. Thank you for grace. Thank you for wisdom. Lord, we give all the honor to your name. We bless you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth.